Hi, and welcome to the Japan Baseball Weekly Podcast. It's for the week of March 9th, and it's the Central League Prediction Special. I'm John Gibson on a Friday morning in Tokyo, and with me is Jim Allen. How you doing, buddy? You awake? I'm, I'm awake. I'm enthusiasm good, in your I'm voice. good. I'm good. Yeah, the enthusiasm in your voice, which is lacking from our uh, <laughs> spectatorless stadiums in the preseason uh, here. Yeah, but hey, okay, we can I'm, cheer from home. I'm, we can I'm cheer from home. This is what I'm doing. I'm I'm in okay. sync with the fans who aren't at the ballparks. That's right. That's right. All right. So this, as I said, this is our Central League prediction special, and uh, we're going to be joined by Hanshin Tigers blogger T. Ray, a.k.a. Trevor, who uh, will join Jim, myself, Jason Koskri, and uh, we will make our predictions for the Central League from top to bottom. We're actually going to record that portion of the show tomorrow. So before that, we've got a chat with new Swallows reliever Matt Cook. We're going to discuss preseason silent movies. <laughs> and we're going to talk about our highlights from the games and handle some high heat. So let's start swinging. So last week on March 1st, I was at Tokyo Dome for the second day of fanless spring training. And I was there in the in the morning for the Swallows Giants pregame, and had a nice get to meet you chat with new Swallows reliever Matt Cook. Matt's a, a just a delightful guy, and we enjoyed uh, talk. You know, he enjoyed talking about his experiences so far in Japan and his development as a pitcher. So let's just have a listen. Our guest this week on the Japan Baseball Weekly podcast is new Yakult Swallows pitcher and uh, longtime Arizona Diamondbacks guy, Matt Cook. Yeah, yeah. Was, your name thanks for having me. Your <laughs> name throws me off. Is that German? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's German, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, first of all, you were drafted yeah, fairly low, 37th yeah. round by the Boston Red Sox, yeah. but you decided to go to Louisville. Yeah, yeah. I knew it being that late. I wasn't going to, it wasn't uh, worth the opportunity to go yet. And I wanted to grow as a, as a person and as an athlete and go to college. Did you get a scholarship, any kind of a scholarship? Yeah, I got a decent scholarship to go to Louisville, which is now a great baseball program. Sure. So it's an honor to be able to say I went there. All right. So Louisville Cardinal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How, how was life um, away from Iowa and in uh, Kentucky? Uh, I love it there the fans were great my teammates were great i mean everything about it it's uh it's a decent sized city but mm-hmm. they don't have any pro teams there okay so the the university of louisville is everybody's biggest i mean biggest thrill is so everybody goes out to the games basketball football baseball whatever they're okay. they're huge fans yeah i know the basketball is huge yeah there. yeah okay so but the baseball i'm less familiar with but obviously you got a you you know you got a you went in the third round mm-hmm. yeah new york mats yep and then they played in the majors with the Diamondbacks. Yes. yes. Okay, so you played it for to- Tori Lavoo a little bit. Yeah, Tori, great. He's a great man. Tori He's is awesome. a great guy and yeah. a former Yakult Swallow. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy that we have that connection now. Yeah, and he, um, I was surprised because when I spoke to him a year ago in spring, he was telling me so much about his, even though he played very briefly and yeah. he spent most of the time on the farm, Yeah. he had really fond memories and, and very long, very strong lessons from Japan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great culture of baseball. They're, the love for baseball in this country is amazing. So it's it's going to be exciting to learn how. Okay. how they now, do. I'm going to guess you were out of options this year. Yep, yep. Uh, last year was my. Well, I didn't have any options last year, so I was with the team. I uh, made the team, and then I didn't have any options to go down to the minor league, so I got DFA. Yeah. Okay. 
So you were, it's at, as one of my friends said, you know, designated for Simon. It sounds so noble. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it does. Like, it does. like you're going on, going on a mission. <laughs> yeah, I guess they try to make it sound nice when I saw it's not such a nice thing. It's not such a nice thing <laughs> yeah. when it happens to yeah, you. Yep, it happens. So then uh, you had this, so had Japan ever been on your radar before this last winter um it's i knew it was something that people have had the opportunity to come over here mm -hmm. uh, i know it's a rare opportunity because there's not too many american guys that get the opportunity to come here so i knew i always knew that people had done it but never it wasn't really in my mind for a while that it was going to be an option for me and so when the option came to the table it was hard to pass up well two years ago you started 14 games for mm -hmm. the diamondbacks and normally you know, somebody who's that set into the team mm -hmm. is not a good candidate to come at a young age to Japan. Yeah. And this is still your you're still under 30, mm -hmm. so pretty young. But right now there is this heat because right now this is there's really a long line of guys whose agents are saying, "My guy wants to play in Japan. My guy wants to play in Japan." Yeah, I mean everybody. Everybody that I've talked to us that has played here has loved it here. Mm. Um, so they have. It has a great. Um, that has a lot of recognition about how great the league is and how great the fans are and how big the love for the game is here. So a lot of people want to come and see okay. how it is. Now in your case, you ended up with Yakult, which mm -hmm. is not you know one of the big name teams, mm -hmm. but obviously, as we said earlier, you had a chance to talk to Tony Barnett and Aaron mm -hmm. Guile, and they yeah. told you a little bit about about this team. Yeah. And what did they convey to you about this team, uh, about its sort of place in the Japanese baseball universe? That it's a great organization. It's a very family-oriented organization, and the front office really cares about their players, and we're in a great spot in the city, and the fans are awesome. So they've only had good things to say about the Okay, well, I would think, I think that is probably, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. Another thing, of course, that people tell me is like uh, the Hiroshima Carp. Mm -hmm. It's a team where uh, also family-oriented, but also one where the team understands that new guys don't always they're like baseball players they don't get it right always the first time yeah. every time yeah and that it's no need to push the panic button on day one yeah yeah exactly i mean there's there's always room to grow and it's it's kind of a it's still baseball but it's played a little bit different so i mean we're all learning and trying to try to get on the same page with the new team a bunch of new guys so sure. it's a slow process but it'll happen yeah, I think it will, and I think the fact that you know they're not going to be, although there's a numbers issue here, yeah. and, you know, and Scott was here and he was really good, and, and mm -hmm. uh, Esky's here, and they're going to need him to be playing shortstops, and yeah. that's two spots yeah. left. And, yeah, yeah. And it'll be a little knives, a little, you know, like a little friendly competition. Yeah, that's okay. I, I've played with Albert Suarez and Gabriel okay. Eno in the past, so I, I, I have uh, some history with them, and they're great guys. So, so there's I'm, a little respect there. Yeah, so I'm just going to root them on. I mean, you're oh, wow. always going to help the best for everybody that you play with. Indeed, you do. Uh, I mean, I, you know, we've got 12, deal with 12 teams here and <laughs> mm -hmm. hundreds of guys. And yeah. We want everybody to, to be healthy. And, yeah. You know, I want, you know, we want guys to throw good pitches and, mm -hmm. and guys to make good swings yep. you know and see how it goes yeah exactly it's it's always fun to watch good baseball okay well now talk about good baseball and good pitches tell me about your pitching uh what kind of pitcher are first um uh Where's your arm slot? Because I, I have not even yeah, seen you pitch yet. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a three-quarters arm slot. Okay. Uh, I throw a, a fastball, cutter, changeup, and a curveball. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, of those, which was maybe the hardest for you? Well, okay. Let's talk about your your good pitches. Let's yeah. say the one okay. that's come the farthest for you. Um, my my changeup has probably come along the most. Okay. Because uh, in the past, I've been most of a fastball cutter guy, kind of okay. going in and out with both of those, and then my. My changeup is throughout the years has gotten a lot better, and I've relied on it a lot more throughout the last couple of years. Now, what was what was some what were some of the things that made the changeup that allowed you to? What was the, the, the development process? For it's the, just that practice, year? practice, repetition, uh, trying out new things, uh, release points, grips, and stuff. And it's so you're throwing it. Let me guess, you're probably throwing it a different, a little different way. A than little different, to. yeah, a little different. And then I talked to some guys who have some really good changeups and just see what they had uh, what their thought process was going into it okay. uh, so a hand placement's a little a little different but it's it's gotten a lot better well that's everybody's hands a little different yeah exactly the ball here is a little, obviously yeah. the ball here is a sl- tens uh, you know i have to say tens because mlb yeah. told us last in the winter meetings that sorry we can't actually control the baseball <laughs> so sometimes yeah. they're bigger sometimes okay. they're smaller okay. you know yeah <laughs> but but here the the balls will tend to be a little more uniform yeah Okay. And a slightly smaller. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, they're a little bit smaller, maybe a little bit lighter. Okay. So does that change your grip? It change your feel, obviously. Uh, a little bit, but I got to play catch with the ball this off season, so okay. I've gotten used to it, and it's been no problem. Okay. So how is your, uh, so now after all that practice and the different grips? How is your changeup? Is it changed from, for example, some people throw a fork balls or change up, some people throw mm-hmm. a circle change. It, mine's a circle change. Circle yeah. change. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's got a little arm side run. To yeah, it. a little run, and hopefully uh, it's the best when it has more depth to it when it's going more straight down instead of side to side. Okay, so change uh, cutter fastball slider. Is it curveball? Curveball. Yeah. Curveball, okay. no, it's more of a slurve kind of slider. Oh, okay. That's yeah. that'll go over really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. If you throw anything that drops. Yeah. Yeah. That isn't, uh, you know, isn't 75 miles an hour. That's a slider. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Well, other than, the, other than the split or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. yeah okay. So now the uh, cutter, you used to be basically a fastball cutter guy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're a star, you're going to be a star. Yeah, you got to give you got to give them some more looks, uh, change uh, change of pace, uh, front and back, faster and slower. So, yeah, you need sure. another mix. Now, you're going to be coming into a situation where... I don't want to say everything's out the window, but you got a whole new set of hitters. Yeah, yeah. And what have you learned? What what have you been told, or what are you kind of learning about the, the hitters here in Japan? About the kind of different. They're really class hard of to strike out. They yeah. they they battle. Uh, they're not afraid to just foul off pitches, and um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to to learn as the season goes on and how their approaches change and and what I need to do to change and be successful. Okay, you're the you're the the glass half full guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other one call you know some pitchers call it kind of like the. Uh, the mental toughness test. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's always fun to have a mental toughness test. I mean, it's <laughs> a mental sanity check. As well. <laughs> yeah. Because the, some of those, uh, especially as uh, Jay Jackson is now with the Marines, told me one year, and I, I'd been in Japan a long time and mm. didn't even know it, that about a, about a quarter of the left-handed hitters basically are are only trying to put the ball between second and short, third and short. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's good to know. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they're all different, and they can all do that if they have to. Yep. But 
there's a whole group of people who've been taught since yeah. since the cradle that hitting home runs is wrong. <laughs> and it's bad for them. We'll okay. send them to hell or something. <laughs> so anyway, so those guys are, can be really annoying. Yeah, I mean, those are the toughest hitters to face, the ones that will just battle and battle and battle. Um, but hopefully we can get some quick outs and then some ground balls. Good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so, you know, you need to, so obviously you need, you're going to need to adopt some different strategy, tech, tactics, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'll this, talk this, to the guys who have been here before. I'll talk to Scott right. and Albert, who have had success yeah. here, and see what they did to help them out. Yeah, obviously, the, you know, so a lot of guys will say, uh, well, basically realign their pitcher, their pitching thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, these kind of guys. Okay, no change-ups to these left-handed hitters yeah. because they're just waiting for that thing to poke it over, <laughs> poke it past third base. Yeah, you kind of you kind of watch and learn and read swings and uh, see what you can be successful with. Okay, sure. so far so far so good. Everything been in, you've been enjoying. Everything yeah, everything's been great. The team's awesome. Okay. I mean, everybody's easy to get along with. Yeah, so. that's the swallows, really. Yeah. Okay, so now the last thing is we're in the. I have to ask you about the. Uh, you know, playing that game yesterday, you mm-hmm. know, with the no crowd, or yeah. seeing that game. Were you here in the in the stands? Um, I was actually in the clubhouse. Oh, okay, uh, so, so I, I didn't really get the full experience of the no fans, but you could do what you got to do to get a game in and get ready for the season. I guess. Sure yeah. So, uh, uh, is everybody at home? Uh, obviously, people at home got to be. A little, your parents probably thinking, are you, is, are you okay in Japan? Have you got yeah. any of those? Um, a little bit, not too much. Um, uh, the people I'm around are normally kind of more positive thinking, like everything's going to be fine. But yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's a little worry, but sure. you try not to worry about it too much and still try to live life and go about your way and about your business. Well, hopefully this is going to, you know... This is going to kind of be the dam, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to keep this thing from spreading out. Yeah, I hope, hopefully it blows over here pretty soon and they can get on with the Olympics and everything. Well, I'm hoping, hoping. Okay, well, anyway, thank you. It was a pleasure yeah. and yeah. wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Matt. And John, any uh, interesting? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you look at, at Matt's name and I noticed you were talking about uh, asking him if it was German or something. And, I, and when I saw it, I thought of Ed Koch, right. the uh, former New York mayor. Sure. So it just does not look like Cook. And so I would imagine a lot of people uh, have said his name various ways throughout his life. And he has had to uh, <laughs> shuffle his feet, look at the ground and say it's Cook and and, <laughs> and correct them mm. so yeah, I don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Um, I, did. I, did. I was very you know, self-conscious about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, based on your questions, one would think you took something to the, the equivalent of a scouting course or something in the offseason. <laughs> You're talking about three-quarter arm slot, arm side run, all these things. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> We're not interviewing him for a job. <laughs> well, I am. That's what I do now. Yeah. But, yeah, I love that he said he, he got to – play catch with the ball in the offseason that's something uh during the time that we've been talking to pitchers and asking guys about their preparation prior to their arrival in japan i have not heard now it's not that they haven't done it Mm -hmm. but i haven't heard it and i was curious as to how he got a ball how he prepped that way did somebody send him the balls uh did he come to japan real quick to have a meeting with the team and then uh, take a few balls back with him. I, I was just curious. Oh, I'm sure that. Uh, how yeah, he... I think I've, I've heard. I have heard this before, and oh, okay. I have heard uh, teams doing it. I know the Hawks have done it in the past, and I know the. I think the Lions have done it as well. 
uh, I think mm-hmm. same thing. So yeah, usually the scouts will will uh, send them some bowls. Okay, you know, all right, that makes whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And and you know he had the 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 same kind of approach, I guess, that you've talked about uh, Zealous Wheeler with the Rock Ten Eagles having like the team's great, the uh, organization is great, the place <laughs> is great, the fans are great. Yeah, he started out like that, but I thought it was. Um, it was interesting to hear him say how he's, I mean, you called him glass half full guy, um, how he's, he's excited to, to make adjustments and and try to be successful. And it's great that he has made that mental adjustment because I think that is part of having or finding success in Japan. But I've heard pitchers like him say that before. In fact, I remember, uh, a Swallows pitcher named Logan Andrusek or Andrusek mm. saying those things before he actually blew up and, and ended up leaving, from, <laughs> leaving the team and leaving yeah. Japan. But um, I mean, these things happen, but you have to have the open mind before you come here. And I think he's in the right frame of mind as, as far as that goes from what we saw. And, you know, this story about Japan shutting fans out uh, during the preseason was so big that, that, that CNN International did a story mm-hmm. uh they might have been there one of the same days uh probably maybe the same day you were there because they talked to warren cromarty and they talked to matt cook and yep. um oh that uh, was cnn there was cnn so it was the same day yes i did see yeah because i saw CNN. him because i was talking to warren cromarty and he's like who are those guys and of course uh, i don't want to be mean but if somebody's recording something or taping something and warren's there you know, Warren's interested. His ears, his ears were perking up. His eyes were. He was. He was looking over there. It's like, you you know, TV and Warren are going to get together. <laughs> yes, and they did. Actually, they they used more comments from Warren, I think, than they used from Matt. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so what about you? What did What did you like about the the talk? Well, I, I uh, yeah, he's. He, uh, I'll agree. He was just really uh, joyful. And he's a he's a real positive guy, and and I certainly agree with you about the you know what people say and what really happens mm-hmm. because we've we've had the opposite case. I mean, we've had guys who, yeah, Wilson Valdez, I believe. So he was with the Yakult Swallows, and he was a he'd played it. You know, he had a nice reception, and he had a couple of hits in his first game, and a couple of hits in his second game, and he was like. I want to live in Japan. I want to spend my whole life here in Japan. Well, then he, he made a mistake and or and he messed up something and he got benched one day about three days later. And within about a week, he's, he was about good with Japan. He was he about seen all he wanted to see and wasn't really looking forward to anymore. <laughs> so yes. it happens. It does happen. And, you know, what people say is not always the best indicator. You know, it's a good thing. As opposed to, but first impressions are hard. I remember it's it's a start. Yeah, yeah. First impressions are hard. I remember uh, Wayne Grassick's famous one with uh, Frank Bullock, who had a very productive, I think, three years with the Lotte Marines. And Wayne's observation was he is not going to last because he didn't like running. Right. He said something to the effect that if I wanted to run, I would have been on a, a. a pejorative uh, deleted <laughs> expletive deleted track team 
So <laughs> Wayne said he's not going to last. And Frank, well, that was just Frank. Okay. So, and I love Frank, but that's the way he was. He was a little ornery, but right. But anyway, yeah. So first impressions can be deceiving, but that was good. He, he did. Uh, you could just see his eyes light up when he talked about, uh, about playing baseball and, you know, and he's from Iowa and you see, you get like of these field of dreams vibe going on about him, you know, throwing baseballs at the, you know, at the hog farm <laughs> that his parents, you know, that his family operated and it was, right. it was kind of interesting and I enjoyed that. And it was, you know, and, and part of it is this, this thing. Um, I guess the thing I like this year is, I've really been impressed with the quality of the players who've arrived this year. Mm. Uh, it's like, how are these guys? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember a year when I felt like, how are these guys going to have playing time? Because it's right, right. There's there, there are a lot of good players, and some guys are obviously going to have to spend some time in the on the farm team and like i was saying um when when all these teams started procuring all these players i said uh, it looks like a lot of teams are going for depth mm. and having some redundancy and making sure that like the tigers they went out and got justin Bohr, but they also got jerry sands who mm. uh, has proven himself as a as a player in asia so in case that doesn't work out they've got plan b already in house and then they still have jeff Marte. so it looks like teams are just trying to strengthen their depth. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, yeah I, I that's going to be key. That's something that's going to be an issue moving forward because one of the things coming to Japan is the guy is players expect to come here and have a, ch- and have a, a better chance to earn playing time. But if they come in there with the Hanshin Tigers and they're one of eight foreign players and only four can be on the active roster, Right. <laughs> it's it's going to be a, a little bit of a tougher sell. Yeah. Well, and it's competition and everyone understands that. So that's true enough. Problem, so. True enough. Okay. So, and, and as we transition into talking about the empty and empty stadium games, uh, Matt said he, he didn't get the full experience, but I guarantee if fans had been in the stands and uh, he was at the game, but you know, maybe perhaps not scheduled a pitch, mm-hmm. He still would have tried to soak up the moment from somewhere, you know, close to the field or uh, as we know at Tokyo Dome, the the bullpen is actually under the stand. So you can't be in the bullpen and have a full experience of what's going on in the stadium itself or in the dome itself. But I think he would have gotten closer to where he could hear and maybe experience. But because it's empty, yeah, there's really (laughs) really no reason to go out there. um, Yeah, it's it's just got to be weird. So, um making a seamless transition as we talk about the sounds of silence here. Uh, like you said, on February 26th, NPB announced it would play all preseason games or its remaining preseason schedule because it had played some games already uh, without fans in attendance because of the coronavirus outbreak. And Commissioner Atsushi Saito made the very difficult announcement, but this is the first time in NPB history for fans to be excluded from preseason or uh, other games that count. There was an, another instance after uh, the earthquake in, in 2011, I believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, they were practice games. They had they basically they were, had, yeah, they were not yeah they had an extra two and a half weeks of uh, of preseason. Right, the games didn't really count. They didn't no. count in preseason. And they didn't count in in regular season. So um, 
the, the one thing that I was, I've been watching some of the games on TV and uh, and on uh, my uh, Pacific League player, and uh, I think one of the announce one of the players that whose comments about having empty stadium games struck me was Akira Nakamura of SoftBank, and he said the following: "It's very hard to get the adrenaline going and difficult to focus when it's so quiet." Mm-hmm. Interesting. And he said, there's no excitement. And yeah, I found that very interesting because part of performing on this level is, you know, when you're playing in a farm game, it's relatively quiet. There are no necessarily not all in all stadiums. There aren't bands Mm -hmm. playing cheer songs. It's, it's very, very reserved. And so part of performing on the top level is being able to um, settle yourself down Amid having an adrenaline rush and and amid all the excitement with the fans cheering and and the bands playing and all that stuff and being able to concentrate and hit and so I found it interesting that it's the reverse situation. It's very quiet. The games, you know, in the preseason are still the games, mm-hmm. but he's finding it hard to focus because it's too quiet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I talked to a bunch of other, I mean, I did talk to other people who, who had been in a Saturday's game between the giants and swallows and, uh, uh, Yuhei Nakamura, the swallows catcher said, yeah, it is, it's, it's definitely weird. And I asked mm. him because, uh, the minor league games that you speak of, I, I think it's changed more, uh, as more and more of teams, more and more teams have regular minor league stadiums, mm-hmm. uh, but still, very often on the weekdays they'll play these. You know, the weekdays they'll play in, in virtually empty venues. There might be oh a hundred people there, members of the fan right. club, and who get in for free. And mm-hmm. the visiting team, I remember going to see the uh, Yokohama Bay Stars. A minor league team play at Cebu Dome at the unfinished Cebu Dome in in 1998 and there were about five Bay Stars fans uh, then in left field when that was the the visiting side and five <laughs> and one of them one of them had a flag and one of them had a drum and one of them had a trumpet <laughs> and so Nakamura said, no, even even in the minors, there are still people cheering for you. They'll be, you know, you'll right. hear one guy's voice echoing, one or two guys' voices echoing through the stadium. Especially if you goof up. <laughs> and, of course, what you could hear, what struck me most noticeably is that you could hear, and, and Nakamura said this, he said it was really weird hearing the other team's bench talking. <laughs> You know, mm. He said it's it's like yeah. high school games. And of course, we're not talking about the high exactly. school games that may or may not be happening uh, in a couple of weeks at Koshan Stadium, but you know where there's actual crowds. But you know the ones where you play after school. So it was it was like right. that. And the other one, so he he thought it was weird, but he said, "Look, I'm a professional. I've got to do it." And and uh, Alcides Escobar, who's new with the Yakult Swallows after a career with the Brewers and Royals said the same thing. You know, he'd, he'd been in Japan in 2014 with the major league all-star team. And, you know, he, he saw the excitement and the noise and he said, you know, I loved it. It was, he said it was like very much like winter league ball. 
And mm. it's weird that that's not what he got on his return to Tokyo Dome. You know, he got quiet. Uh, but he said, look, I'm yeah. a professional. I got, I got work to do. And this is what everybody, you know, and, and uh, the same thing. Tiago uh, Vieira, the new Yomiri Giants reliever, the Brazilian fella, he said, uh, look, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, it's not fun. It's not fun playing in these empty stadiums, but we're here to work. And then Ruby De La Rosa said, yeah, but, but, but I like watching people. Uh, I like people watching me play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what I've heard. A lot of the, the common thing among the players is, you know, we have a job to do. Some of us are out here trying to win jobs. Some guys are out trying to get a roster spot on the top team. Um, they have to perform whether it's quiet or it's noisy. So the job doesn't change. So I, I've seen a lot of that. And, I, it's interesting with these empty stadium games that I think it's not it's, besides the things that we are used to that are not happening. I think what I've found intriguing is what is very audible and it is the guys on the bench. You can hear, um, I could hear the shutters of oh, the cameras yeah. when pitches were thrown, depending on, depending on the stadium you were in. I heard the rain beating down on the broadcast equipment because the stadiums are empty. I heard grunting pitchers. Mm. You know, you could hear them grunt on every pitch, which, you know, I've heard before in Major League Baseball's All-Star game when they mic'd up everything. But, I, you know, it's not something you're used to hearing because the stadium is really mm. loud usually when guys are pitching. And I wonder how much the players themselves are not saying because the mics pick up everything. So not just the guys on the bench yelling and, and saying things, but maybe not saying things because <laughs> you yeah, can hear. Yeah, that's okay. That's I wonder. Was, was there a memo saying, "Look, people are going to hear what you're saying now, so don't be, don't be talking some things that you don't want your mom to hear." Right, right. And then um, maybe sometimes maybe these players, because we haven't had that many situations, I don't think, because they're not regular season games. But when you go mm-hmm. to the mound. You guys are not talking very loud, uh, even on the pitching changes. Um, maybe the infielders would be talking to each other normally, but they're not saying anything, and we're getting more hand signals and signs mm, because of what is audible. And and I bet if the TV announcers weren't going on about various points, we could probably hear these mound conversations or the catchers mm. talking to <laughs> talking to the umpires. But I think you know between pitches, we get a lot of the announcers talking. I have watched some of the game. I think the Rock 10 and uh, DNA series has been basically without announcers. So you can hear just about everything going on and it's stunningly quiet and, you know, until the ball is hit and then uh, depending on the outcome of the bat, then the, you know, the defensive team is cheering or the uh, offensive team is, is telling their batter runner to either run mm-hmm. or stop or do something. But <laughs> But it's certainly, you know, the defensive calls on the infield. I, I, I thought I heard someone say something, but you can hear, you know, when a bunt is put in play, you can hear the guys telling the pitcher or whoever is going to field the ball where to go. So some of it might be a language level thing, though, but I, I haven't heard too much. So maybe it's, like I said, I, I'm not understanding some some things. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it's just, it is weird, but it's an interesting experiment. I'd like to see the major league, a major league. Well, I think we're, I think we're going to see it soon. Just I think the, it's coming. Right. And I don't know. I mean, no, they, they've talked about the, the preseason that NPB has, but we have not heard 
word about the regular season so far. So as far as we know, uh, fans are going to be able to come for the Mm. openers, but you know, something tells me I'm not optimistic. (laughs) I'm I'm not really uh, optimistic about any sports taking place. I mean, any sports taking place business as usual. Uh, uh, I think for the foreseeable future, I think we're talking months instead of, uh, originally they were they were hopeful and they were talking about weeks yes but yeah yeah i, I i'm i'm going to stay a little bit optimistic i hope it's not months but i don't think we're going to be I, i'm expecting an announcement soon maybe even before we post or up, upload the show <laughs> that they're not well, going to allow that, fans as, a, uh, as the, the first, first shot X the uh, of games. Yeah. japan boxing commission has they had prohibited they had decided they weren't going to allow any professional fights any they were going to sanction any fights in march in japan and that now that deadline has now gone back to april or that that uh what's the word i can say that that uh, suspension has now been extended to april 15th and i i think this is because this is this virus is is no way um they can't. They they're not in a position where they can quarantine it right now in Japan. They can't do like they do in Daegu, Korea, which is try you know keep people from leaving the city. Uh, or you know they can't. They're not keeping people at home, so the virus is is spreading. Correct. It's not. It's not getting less. It's getting more. So it's right. it's perhaps because of the the lack of uh, fan, of large stadium fan events that it's not spreading as quickly as it might in a normal spring so that's mm. the good thing so hopefully that will you know keep on that side okay all right let's not depress everyone let's make a four seam transition and talk about our preseason highlights now i i know uh everyone is you've talked about it before everyone's excited to see roki sasaki sure. of the lote marines throw in a game and i say let my people <laughs> throw <laughs> but, uh, he, he just finished his, uh, or I, I don't know if they had a high school graduation. He did. He did have a, not, some people, I, I think as far as I know, everybody had their ceremonies. So, yeah, I was know he was going for his graduation, um, ceremony. So blah, blah, blah. Let's get this guy on the mound and see what he's got in a game. Well, he's been assigned to the farm uh, opponents right or now, whatever so he's got. They're, they're taking him really yeah. slowly. Which is good, which is something I thought would happen with Masato Yoshi as as the pitching coach, and and he's smart. But let's, I mean, come on, everybody want, wants to see him throw, and it's just, if, even if it's a batter or, or an inning, let's get him out there, you know, I, I mean, come on now, yeah, I stop, think, stop I think teasing. teasing. is probably <laughs> the thing, and the other one, it's almost like, you know, they got the script. I mean, we talked about this last time, you know, the <laughs> people have got to say, wow, you know, it's like, what do they hand out like cue cards with sort of like uh, really amazing thing, uh, you know, words in, you know, of praise, you know, here, this is your script, read this and read your cue card. When they, if anybody asks you just say, I've never seen anybody like this kid throw, you know, whatever. Right. But, uh, but right. Right. Yeah. There does seem to be a script. That, in there's, <laughs> there's a lot to see in, you know, in the games. And I've, I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised with some of the players I've seen this spring. And one of them is Israel Mota of the giants uh, who started the spring as a development of player and has earned a regular contract sort of, and he's now trying to work his way onto the opening day top team roster. And, 
I thought it was, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. It was circulating around Twitter for certain um, when he signed his uh, regular contract. Uh, the Giants videoed him receiving a video message oh, from yeah. his parents who told him how proud they are of him. And, and he just broke out in tears and really special moment for him. And then he played uh, his first game under that contract at Tokyo Dome and hits a home run. <laughs> um, the kind of home run I used to see Frank Thomas hit because he'd have that back foot off the ground and uh, really driving the ball. And uh, yeah, Israel Bota hit a home run sort of like that. And then he hit another one. So, uh, in another game, so he's he, he looks like I mean, it looks like they have found a a player. He has found a home with the Giants, and that that has been really fun to watch. Um, Adam Jones of the Oryx Buffaloes, I saw him. His first hit uh, ends up being a home run. His first hit in the preseason ends up being a home run. But uh, for the most part, he's just having this ongoing study session in which he's trying to learn about the pitchers. And I heard an interview with him in which he said. Look, uh, I'm just trying to see a lot of pitches because every pitch mm-hmm. I learn something. And uh, that's true, but uh, you got to mix in some hits, <laughs> as you've said before, guys. And I mean the coaching staff and the, the team executives who, you know, have played a role in signing you and bringing you over want to see some production as well. Hey, but man, it's the preseason and, and I'm sure he's going to be on the top studying. team roster. He's still looking for his pitch, yes. <laughs> Did you check <laughs> behind, the, behind the bench? <laughs> I think actually what you probably right. missed, never know what you can find in the They had them all stacked up in one of the apartments he was supposed to live in but didn't live in. <laughs> delivery from Sagawa Cuban. The delivery service. He'd be going, damn. <laughs> that's, where, that's where they were. Yeah. That's where yeah, they so, are. So, so the motive one was think, interesting, yeah, and I'll, I'll relay one of uh, Warren Cromarty's comments was, you know, he's a he's a steak, he's like a big, a big, what delicious steak. But now you got to see if he can be tenderized. <laughs> what he was, t- <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to beat him up for? <laughs> no, beat him up verbally with that language. Uh, no, what he meant was uh, polish. You know, he, he's uh, Mo just got a really. He swings really hard, but having said that, it's a really nice compact swing, but he needs to have a little more discipline at the plate. And uh, although the home run he hit was good, was interesting because he was, again, swinging really hard, but it was on a a full count and he had a two strike swing and he was slowed slowed up enough that his bat ran into a a hanging slider and and, you know, poked it over the Mm -hmm. over the wall. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a beautiful swing. It wasn't a beautiful home run, but it got the job done. So, yeah. So anyway, I, I, I mentioned that to Warren. He's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a fat pitch. You know, it's like, hey, don't, don't mess up my analogy. So, uh, so right. he was, yes, he's been interesting. <laughs> Another guy and the, the guy I would want to mention was uh, who I, I hadn't seen much because of the the Roki Sasaki hype, was Ryusei Kawano, the Nippon Ham Fighters uh, top draft mm-hmm. pick. And this guy really impressed me. I saw one game of his, and he's got – okay, I don't want to hype him too much, but he's he certainly looks like a Tomoyuki Sugano guy. He's a little smaller than Sugano is, but he's the same mm-hmm. kind of pitcher. He's got a lot of 
pitches that are above average. And hmm. his command is of all the pitches is not there like, you know, you expect you know, Sugano. But it's some really, he really spins the ball. He's really, really interesting to watch. The, the balls really have, uh, all his pitches have a lot of life on them. So he's going to be really fun to watch. And he looks really composed, of course, uh, you know, in the empty stadiums, but he looks composed. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've, been, I've actually been looking at uh, other guys and more established guys because it's really hard sure. to judge these young players. Again, I, I, I look at the preseason with everybody having different agendas and some veteran guys working on things while young guys are just trying to sure. prove themselves and, and going all out and there's other guys. But um, I have been intrigued by the uh, Vladimir Valentin experiment going on in, uh, in Fukuoka with, uh, with SoftBank. And, you know, he has been a DH and he has been very productive for them. And I, I really like him in that role for the team. And I'm, I kept thinking, Okay, because uh, I our, our buddy Alzora on Twitter um, sent out I think it was about I don't know four or five days ago. He said he sent out uh, a tweet saying the active players with at least uh, thirty home run seasons, and Val- Valentin leads that list with eight seasons with at least thirty home runs. And I'm like, that's yeah. what SoftBank picks up. But, you know, that's the thing. Of course, he doesn't count against their foreign, you know. And at first, people go, oh, gee, SoftBank's great because those Valentine doesn't count against their foreign uh, quota. But I was watching on this, on Wednesday, let's see, Tuesday, Rick Vandenhoek pitched for him, and he looked really good. And then Wednesday, Matt really Moore good. pitched yes. for them, and he looked really good. Okay, so that's two starters. Now they're without uh, Ray Takahashi, and I, I did blog about this uh, yesterday. But it's like, what are they going to do? So they've got and Dennis Sarfate came back. Now Dennis Sarfate physically looked good, but he didn't have any velocity. But you know, I'm not really worried about Dennis. But on the other hand, if the velocity doesn't come, then then he's not Dennis. Uh, he's not he's not that pitcher exactly. Yeah, you don't have to pitch different. So yeah. Uh, Still, even without Dennis Sarfate, it's Matt Moore and it's Alfredo Despagne and it's Yuri Isabel Graciel and it's Vanden Herc and it's Levon Moynello and then there's Dennis. There's and of course there's and there's a yeah. cast of thousands. It's a lot of guys you're going to be so fighting thinking, for spots. What are they going to do? Yeah. And and I guess that's that's the the thing where you think, wow, it's good that SoftBank has problems because the other thing I was thinking, the offense, which was really good last year, despite being uh, without Yuki and Nagita for most of the year, and he's he's on the way back. But some of these guys are healthy. Uh, Yu Yu Hasegawa is healthy, which is was impre- impressed me. Uh, uh, impressed me how fast he is because he's been playing for so long. And the other thing is uh, that right. the pitching, which looked like, you know, it's been stuttering in all these, the last couple of years with all these injuries, looks like it could be really, really good this year. <laughs> Just look at the Pacific yeah. League. Yeah, what's new? Somebody say, yeah, hey, geez, the Hawks got Ballantine and they got like three new pitchers who are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. but breaking news, you know. And here, here's Oryx going. Hey, we got Andrew Jones. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Andrew Jones. Adam Jones. You know, and here's Oryx going. Hey guys, we got uh, Adam Jones. We're ready. 
<laughs> I don't mean to be a little out of because I love settle down, Sparky. Him, but it's like, yeah, yeah, settle down there with your little with your Adam Jones. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, those are the highlights. Like I said, we can't always cover all the highlights, and there have been oh, yeah. other players and other and I, and I do um, go on topics forever, to discuss, but, but we uh, quite thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, let's go on to fielding questions. All right, so this week's question comes via email from Paul in Calgary. Paul, I my college sweetheart was from Calgary, and she used to tell me all the stories about the frozen winters that she experienced as a young person. So I'm, I'm hoping that it thaws out there soon. Stamp uh, the questions. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Um, I'm sure the uh, the millennials don't get that one. All right. So Paul says, with robo-umps creeping toward the majors, what is the situation in MPB? Would you guys welcome our robot overlords? Or would seeing the catcher position reduce, reduce to guys that play like Mike Piazza and Gary Sanchez just make you sad? Yeah. Sounds Ouch. like... Oh. <laughs> Jim. I think... I, I'm, I'm not going to miss it too much. I don't really, I don't like the idea that the catcher uh, influences whether it's a strike or not. And now I'm, I've been listening to other podcasts in MLB talking about this and players who've really worked on their framing. And, and I, I would just say this, the first time I ever heard the word framing was uh, Tim McCarver in a, in a book he wrote talking about how framing uh-huh. Fullerton boy, he's, a cal- he's Is he? uh, from California in Fullerton. Well, geez, yep. all the things I didn't know yep. about Fullerton today. Tim McCarver said, it only <laughs> annoys umpires and works against you. So, so don't frame the pitches. But as we've learned is it doesn't annoy the umpires, it fools them. So uh, <laughs> that being said, yeah, it'll get be to the point where just catch the ball. I mean, the the, the catcher's job is going to be to catch the ball and not fool the umpires. And I'm good with that. Uh, you know, set, set a target. Set a yeah. target and catch the ball. This is like worrying about the robot umpires is like worrying about the lack of collisions at home plate. You know, it's, well, why are we talking about mm-hmm. this? Why are we talking <laughs> about whether or not we should have second basemen mm-hmm. worrying about the health of their the fitness because of slides at second base like it was an important part of the game? And and I, I feel bad, as, as I said, for some of the catchers who have become really good at this, at fooling umpires. But there are other parts to the job. I mean, you know, you're just saying, oh, well, if, if there can't – I mean, okay, let, let me be blunt. And then, Paul, it's a great question, though, but I think – the catcher's job is more than just fooling the umpires. So I think there'll still be a lot of room for guys who can really catch the ball and really call a game and really play good, you know, who are mm-hmm. good, who are agile defenders. Who can field, field, especially in Japan, field sure. those bunts and field the ball. Well, in MLB, they may not have to throw base stealers since and... unless you're Whit Merrifield, they're not going to let anybody run, but... Yeah, unless they they change the rule. Yeah, they're talking about changing the rule. But um, yeah. Um, So for me, I've called, uh, first of all, I don't know why you're sending zingers at Mike Piazza. Uh, He's been retired for a long time. Gary Sanchez. Okay, but these guys, uh, you know, they were great. They were great hitters. (laughs) They didn't have to be great catchers. So uh, sometimes you have to choose one side. But uh, I've called this electronic umpire thing uh, a misnomer because, 
like I said before, until we see C-3PO doing his strikeout dance back there, there are no robots in the humanoid sense. So I, I still think that we're just talking about electronic umpiring. Um, but we've seen MLB rules be mirrored by MPV, especially after a trial period. So I think we're a long way off until MLB implements their rule and gets um, heavy into the analyzation of it and how the outcomes are being impacted, then uh, we won't see that in MPB for a long time. However, um, before that, I'm, I'm not sure that it's possible to do in uh, MPB because if you watch the season, you know that, that there are games played at some of these regional stadiums. And what happens is you've got maybe some overlap um, where the cameras that you need to position for your strike and ball calls would overlap with the TV camera positions. And at some of the older stadiums, I think, in Japan, let's say um, it's being called Hanshin Koshien Stadium this year and Jingu Stadium and Seibu Dome and Zozo Marine Stadium. They're kind of older stadiums. Uh, Hotomoto Stadium, Hotomoto that's Field. still the name of that yeah, one. I'm not, I didn't check that one. And, and Rakuten Seimei Park, they're old. They're very old. And then when you get out to these regional parks, I'm not sure they have all the camera positions they could set to even do yeah. this, even if they wanted to. So I'm not sure we're going to see that in MPB anytime soon until unless they're going to go and revamp all these older not. stadiums, all these older ballparks. Um, you've got yeah, they're not, which, you know, I was going to mention Nagaragawa out in the Gifu, uh, Aichi right? area or where is the Gifu area. Yeah, no, they're not going to do just, it. I don't for see them going, two games, you know, the Omiya Stadium to, to play two games, but they would have to. If I think, well, I think the so technology I, yeah, is going to improve where, anytime soon. to the point where these, I think uh, eventually within a few years, it'll be a case of this is how you sync them. This is how you uh, collaborate. Yeah, you calibrate the the Possibly. hardware to where sure. something it can be done in a few minutes or in an hour or something. You know, a lot, lot much more difficult than the TV cameras. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's coming. Yeah, but, but still, that that technology. I yeah, think I'm is not still, uh, still uh, yeah. a way off. I, I, don't, I, I can't don't say see, how many years, yeah, but I don't, I don't see it happening. Uh, in George the Lucas taking over this year. <laughs> so um but thank you very much for the question paul very appreciative please uh send us more questions from calgary all right and welcome to the central league prediction special making a two-seam transition or one of those one-seam transitions like tomoyuki sagano right I don't know um, before we <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know and I'm, I'm not sure if he throws it at all uh before we start i'd like to uh give Jim Allen a shout out, a belated anniversary and a happy pre-birthday to my esteemed colleague. Thank you. <laughs> it's always, I was going to say, I, pre- I appreciate, I appreciate the sentiments. Thank you. Yes. I was going to say who gets married the same month that their birthday is in. And then I realized my parents did it. And so did I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with those people? <laughs> Not only that, I had children in the same month. So what is wrong with us? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, Jim's birthday is coming up next week and his, uh, your anniversary was this past week. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Yes. Yeah. Cause I was at your wedding. I remember those things. So, yeah. um, uh, joining us uh, for the show this year, uh, is, uh, Trevor, uh, and I don't know your last name. That's okay. Raychura is my last name. Okay, Raychura. And he is the Hanshin Tigers blogger, and he has been doing that for uh, how many years? Um, I'm on year six right now. 
Wow. New Year's Six. All right. All right. And he does a podcast and he provides uh, mainly in English coverage of the Hanshin Tigers and also writes part-time for Daily Sports in Kobe and uh, japanball.com. And uh, thank you very much for getting up early mm-hmm. and, and joining us for this show. And we, we're glad to have What you. else am I going to do with my Saturday morning, right? <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> and uh, uh, as usual, you've been the case the past few years. Jason Cosby of the Japan Times joins us as well. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. How you doing, man? Don't have corona yet. <laughs> does, does San Miguel count? Okay. Hmm? Okay, it's a bad beer joke. It's a bad beer joke. It's a good beer joke. I got it, and I'm the one who doesn't drink at all. It's a good beer joke. It's a good beer joke. It's a bad joke about good beer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, I think um, this year is going to be very difficult to predict the Central League. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see one or two teams uh, out of first place that have a chance to finish in first place, but they could also finish in the cellar. Uh, I think there's only one team that I think that most of us are going to predict is going to finish near the bottom, but I think it's going to be a mixed bag. Um, and I think the separation of the top and the bottom teams probably in both leagues is going to be really, really close. So I'm going to focus on you know replacement guys and defense because I think the top producers, the top players are going to really be able to do what they do. But I think the difference going down the stretch is when you incur injuries and when you have guys who have to make spot starts and you have to bring guys up from the farm team, I think uh, having depth and making sure that those guys can produce a little bit is going to make the difference in a few games going down the stretch. Uh, We also have two rookie managers in Shinji Sasaoka of the Hiroshima Carp and Shingo Takatsu of Yakult. Both are pitchers, uh, former pitchers, if that means anything to anyone, but, um, uh, really appreciate uh, Jason and Trevor being on the show. And we're going to start off, leading off, with Jason Cosby and the Giants. All right, yeah, me and the Giants. Um, so, Yomir Giants, of course, won the league last year and then had the opportunity of getting struck that year's victim for the Hawks. So, starting rotation, Tomoyuki Sudano, of course, is going to be Angel Sanchez. And then it's going to be a bit of a mixed bag. CC Mercedes, Sakurai, um, Nobutaka Iwamura, and they're probably going to have um, Yuki Takahashi back in the in there again too. They lost from that team. I guess roster hits would be Shun Yamaguchi, who's now with the Toronto Blue Jays, Shinosuke Abe, who's now managing their farm team. They also lost Scott Madison, who retired, Christian Villanueva, although. Villanueva didn't play or do that much for them, but he's now with the Nippon Fighters. And Alex Guerrero is also gone off that team, big slugger. The guys they brought in, they brought in Gerardo Parra. They also brought in the Baby Shark song. They brought in <laughs> Angel Sanchez. Very popular in our household. We got Angel Sanchez from Korea. They um, also, they drafted King Shin Hota, their, their number one draft pick. Although I think their second draft pick, Ryu Ota, is probably the more likely of those two to actually contribute this season. As far as the Giants, we I guess we all saw how, how good they were last year, but I, I do sort of think they were really good in a bit of a depressed Central League. Um, Sakamoto put up a great year last year, not expecting to do the same this year, and they're going to bat him number two again. He's going to bat behind Yoshiyuki Kamei and in front of Yoshihiro Maru and 
those two guys are, are really good here. Kazuma Okamoto's hit 30 home runs the last two seasons, so he's really coming into his own as the slugger that they've been looking for and couldn't find in Taishi Ota all those years ago. Takumi Oshi is going to take over first base with Abe gone. He's, he's actually a decent hitter. He did all right when he had some opportunities last year, so now he's going to get to have the job full time. So we'll see how he does. And their outfield is going to be Para Kame and Maru, which is going to be a little bit interesting to see what Para gives them. He's a he's a decent outfielder. And then you're going to see Maru's really good. And then Kame's good, but Kame's also getting up there in age. So it's going to be. Yeah, he, he's been getting yeah. up there, though. <laughs> he's still been yeah. producing for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think, I guess, outlook wise, the Giants are offensively going to be fine they're still going to be one of the one of the top teams in the league my only question for them would be mainly what Oshido is going to do in the full season and if if Okamoto is going to hit a wall or not which he hasn't been able to do which he hasn't done yet and I expect Sakamoto won't be as good as he was last year but he'll still be one of the top players in the league I think pitching is Mm -hmm. pitching is really going to be a question mark for them I mean, I don't know if it's a slam dunk that Sugano's going to come back to being Sugano, and if he's going to tire himself out swinging his arms with his new pitching motion every time. <laughs> um, they've had some decent success with pitches from Korea, as Angel Sanchez and Chris Seddon came in, and he was all right. And of course, Seth Greisinger is really, really good. Although he stopped in Yakult before he reached the Giants from Korea, I, I really right. think that it's going to be their down rotation guys really after even if Sugano's good Sugano's really just going to replace Yamaguchi so who's going to replace who's going to be the number two and that's CC Mercedes is going to have to step up Yuki Takahashi is going to have to step step up Toshiki Sakurai Shosei Togo the guy who they sent out to be the sacrificial lamb for SoftBank in the Japan series right as as a rookie as a team yeah so you (laughs) know but he lost but he does have that experience now and he gets the chance to I'm guessing he's going to get a chance to contribute this year. So um, I really think it's up to their pitching, and I actually have question marks at every spot other than Sugano. So um, this year I'm going to pick the Giants to finish second because I think they're still really good, and I don't see where the rest of the league improves too, too much. I think everybody makes incremental moves. So I got them second, though. Okay. Jim? Uh, I have the Giants first, and it's not really out of any – confidence about what the Giants are doing right, but more a case of, of, as you said, everybody else is making moves, but I just don't see the moves forward. I see as many moves backwards as forwards, and I think that's really the, uh, the Central League's theme this year. Uh, as far as the Giants goes, their defense has been really good. I think Par, I love his arm, which is, you know, it's you got to look for things you like, I suppose. Okamoto is going to play third base, which is kind of kind of a question mark for me. I do love him. I love his swing. Uh, you know, I, I got to say that before John does, because <laughs> well, it's okay. I don't. Love well, I swing. do. I well, maybe it's I just like because it, I yeah. watched it because he had one yesterday that I was that was really pretty. But uh, yeah, but his playing at third base is is a is a question mark for me. One of the interesting players, uh, and the Giants have a lot of uh, new players too. They have uh, Kino. We saw uh, anyway. They have a lot of new guys. Tiago Vieira is is 
Um, but I do like uh, um, Angel Sanchez. I expect him to do to be a contributor. You know, Warren Cromartie was saying, oh, I don't see the Giants doing anything, but that's just Warren being Warren. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, I think they've got the resources <laughs> to go out and get something. I, I don't think – I think Angel Sanchez – will be good. I don't think he's good right now. And the and uh, Christopher Mercedes, just to keep people up to date, has had uh, uh, discomfort in his left elbow, and he's planning a rehab game, his first rehab game on March 17th. So that's going to be interesting. But uh, anyway, that'll open the doors for the other guys. All right. Uh, yep. Uh, I will. I will ask you to give your outlook. Yeah, on um, I'm. I'm with Jason. I've got them finishing in second, and uh, there's not a ton of rhyme or reason to much of what I'm going to say. Simply because, as Jason mentioned, um, the central is kind of a mixed bag. There's a lot of up and down, but there's not a lot of greatness in any team. So I think the loss of Yamaguchi is going to hurt a little bit, but I also think uh, the loss of leadership. Uh, is going to hurt them. And I know that they're a team that prides themselves on on winning and, and they do have a lot of guys that can step up in leadership roles. But losing Abe and Matheson, I think, might be bigger than people uh, think, mm-hmm. even though they didn't contribute on the field so much. Uh, just not having them in the dugout and in the uh, locker room might have an effect there as well. Um, and as Jason said, I don't know that Sugano is going to be Sawamura material again or not. That's kind of up in the air. He may or he may not. And behind him, yeah, I don't really, I don't really like their pitching. Um, their hitting is going to be no problem. But I think they need that storyline of not winning the pennant this year so that they can sign Tetsuto Yamada in the offseason. And I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Hashtag high <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I like that. I like that uh, the Tetsuto Yamada going to the Giants. Oh, I, the, I, don't think, I don't think Swallows fans would forgive him forever. <laughs> That's all right. The Swallows fans have a long tradition of not forgiving the Giants and the players for going there. They forgave Alex Ramirez. I think they can forgive Tetsuto Yamada. Yeah, he Alex is not Japanese, but I, I, I'll go. Um, I'll go next because there, because Michael Westbane. We do miss you, Michael. And uh, for listeners who uh, have been have grown accustomed to listening to Michael do the prediction show, he has just really been busy with his business and he helps people get tickets to Japanese uh, baseball games, MPB games. And because of the cancellations amid the coronavirus situation, uh, he's just, he has just been inundated with all kinds of work. And he usually runs some simulations on computer and just hasn't had time to do that. And I don't think he has had time to watch enough games in the preseason or do enough of anything else to, to get prepped. So he just wasn't able to be with us. So, um, Jim is going to pinch it for Westy and do the base stars when we get to them. But um, in terms for the in terms of the Giants, for me, um, I liked the Giants to win the league last year, and I I think I had one other person on the show who agreed with me. But uh, I think in this season we're talking about depth and we're talking about having redundancy in, at every position. And if you look at that, I think the Giants have that. Um, the pitching. Uh, the one thing about Sagano is he sat down with the Japan Olympic softball pitcher, Yukiko Ueno, and she introduced him to some new techniques. And, and he's going, that was part of uh, his, his delivery change and his mechanical change in his delivery um, this past uh, off season. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if he'll be better or worse either. He did not pitch very well last night results wise, but he still looks like he's going to be good. And they just have pitching for days. You talked about, uh, 
Jason, you talked about the, the youngster, Shosei Togo, whom as a rookie they threw out there in the playoffs last year and it just looked like he was sacrificial. But they just have, you know, they've got uh, Seishu Hatake still lingering out there. Uh, Hota, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to produce or not. Um, Taguchi, Kwasuto Taguchi is out there. They've got Mercedes when he, if he gets over his elbow issues. And if not, they still have a bunch of other guys they can throw, and they have more pitching, I think, than anybody in the Central League in terms of depth and guys who can go out there and get it done. And if they don't, they'll just go out and buy some. As uh, as we've heard before, one of the players said, they just go out and buy the talent they need. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, the leadership, Trevor, I mm. think is a big issue. But I think if any team has uh, a stable of coaches and a leadership process to bring young players up, like, you know, Kame has been there so long that I think he can step into a leadership role. I think there are other guys who can who can lead the way for that team. So I'm not really so much worried about that. The manager is, is proven. But I do I, I I could see any of the teams that we picked to finish from first to third finishing from first to third. Uh, I don't think there's any clear cut championship champion, but I'm just gonna go with the Giants finishing first because they won last year and I and I just I'm not sure that anybody is going to be better than they are. All right, next up is the base start. Okay, well, uh, in place of Michael Westbay, I'm here to talk about the the DNA base stars and Alex Ramirez's uh, amazing, amazing team. And they're amazing because they always seem to be the team which is really not any better than than the Mm -hmm. rest of the league. In fact, they're usually not any better than any team that finishes second to fifth. But uh, they seem to play better than uh, their their performance, their talent level, they seem to win more than their talent level. And I, some of that is going to be luck and some of it isn't. Uh, but the, the base stars, uh, I see the starting rotation as being uh, Shota Imanaga, Haruhiro Hamaguchi, Kenta Ishida, Shuto Sakurai, because we needed four lefties. And then, uh, and then between two guys who haven't pitched, uh, between Michael Peoples, newcomer Michael Peoples, who's a right-hander, and Taiga Kamichatani, who's a who's a, also a right-hander. Uh, Kamichatani has not pitched yet this spring, so I'm not certain what he brings. And I'm also not certain mm. what Ishida is going to be. Uh, the Bay Stars have been throwing some new wrinkles into their situation this year, so there's going to be some... Uh, confusification, as our, <laughs> our pal Rich Freeman would say, and the new right. the newcomers, the new arrivals of of note, in addition to Michael Peoples, is uh, outfielder Tyler Austin, who made a bang in his uh, you know he he basically hit a lot of uh, bad pitches into the into the grass seats in Okinawa in the preseason into the grass in the yes, and yes. the the main loss is. Outfielder Yoshitomo Tsutsugo, who's gone to wear blue somewhere else. And mm-hmm. the base stars, uh, the other one would be Kato Mori, their first draft choice. Uh, but I don't expect him to be an, an offensive force because rookie position players rarely contribute much beyond he's good enough to play. Average, uh, regular which which is good because the base stars have a lot of guys who are average, so he'll fit right in. So, okay, my outlook for the base stars 
is that I'm going to have him finish third this year just because I keep predicting them to finish lower in the standings, and they don't. I fully expect they're going to finish second. But, for, again, for no re- rhyme or reason, I don't see that they're they're not a particularly good offensive club. They're not a particularly good defensive club. They're pitching. I do expect to be better. Uh, I think the just the people they have – the pitching they have is going to is going to bubble up and do better but otherwise they're a fairly fun team uh if nondescript otherwise uh, Natali Soto is going to have a big year Tyler Austin uh manager Alex Ramirez has said he expects Tyler Austin to be uh better than Soto or can be better than Soto because Alex doesn't want to put pressure on people Mm-hmm. But I, I, he can be. The question with Tyler Austin is: I haven't. He's been the DH, and he's played in right field. But I haven't seen him field. And if he's going to play in right, right. yeah, if he's going to play in right field, then that means Neftali Soto is going to be at second base, right? Which means <laughs> to me, and the, in left field, they've got the new captain Kate Asano, who hasn't had 500 at bats in the Central League. So I, I do like Sano. I think he can be a good player. He has, a, he has a ceiling to be a good player, but I, I just don't see mm-hmm. the offense moving more than a, a baby step forward. And I, I, I don't either. I don't okay. either. Yeah. All right, Trevor, your outlook on Well, um, again, I'll preface this by saying that uh, any team could finish in any place except last, and I have the Bay Stars finishing in fifth. I think that the hole that uh, Tsutsugo is leaving is going to be quite big. Um, they also um, have lost Katsuki Azuma for the year as he is having uh, Tommy John surgery or had mm-hmm. it already. Um, but I think that, um, as as Jim said, like their defense is not what it maybe what it once was, or or it's not that strong. Like even guys like Yamato, who uh, are defensive <laughs> ringers, are getting up there in age. Um, I think that Lopez's defense took a little bit of a uh, dip in 2019, and I don't expect it to come back. I mean, I think he's up to what 36 years old or so, 37. 37. Yeah, um, I, and they've got they've got uh, kind of a similar situation to the Tigers in that they have a real uh, import issue where if they put Lopez, um, Soto, and Austin in there. I keep wanting to call him Austin Powers. I'm not sure why. Um, that's all right because he's hit so many that's, home that's runs. Power, in yeah. um, but then they've also got uh, Peoples, as we said, but they have uh, Escobar and Patton in the bullpen and they can't mm. use all six. If they're going to go with three import fielders, then that leaves a, a gaping hole in their pitching staff, in my opinion, which is going to hurt them. And, you know, maybe I'm coming from the angle of, well, the Tigers have dominated the Bay Stars uh, since the beginning of time. Um, no matter how good the Bay Stars are or how bad the Tigers are, they always seem to find a way to beat the Bay Stars. And I just, maybe I, I don't have as much faith in that team as the rest of you because of how I see them uh, when they play the Tigers. But I've got them in fifth. All right. Excellent points, Trevor. Thank you very much. And by the way, your mic sounds awesome. Snowball. <laughs> uh, Jason. Oh, um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> You're speechless. <laughs> Jason is speechless. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. I, I don't. The Central League is just so plain this year for some reason. I don't, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, at, at the moment. moment. At the, just on paper, at least to me, because, I mean, so many teams, every team seemed to have lost some stuff. They didn't really gain equivalency back. So with the base stars, obviously, it's to go in. So you don't know what they're going to do. I mean, Kate Desano is. We'll see what kind of player he is. Tyler Austin, we'll see what kind of player he is once he starts seeing real real pitches. 
Um, I do like that. You know, I, I thought the same as Trevor that they're gonna have they're gonna have a problem. Somebody's gonna have to be the odd man out. They're gonna be leaning on Austin a lot. So, um, but their offense. We'll see. I mean, they hit a lot of home runs, but they didn't really do much else with that offense last year. So maybe they'll do something different this year. I'm not sure. Um, I like their pitching. I think that you know Imanaga is good. I, I think Haruhiro uh, Haru, Haru Hamaguchi good. Kamitatani, we'll see. We'll see about him. I think those two guys, especially, they they both got you know they got good secondary stuff, and I think they they have enough to to really make a difference for them. And if they do, then that's that's three pretty good pitches for them. And then I think they've got enough offense down. I think they've got enough offense to pick off, you know, enough games with the rest of their rotation. Uh, as far as where I picked them, I, God, I have no idea. I've, I've thought about picking them first. I thought about picking them fifth. I thought picking them fourth. And you're probably all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, ah. Uh, and honestly, to be perfectly honest, I haven't picked him anywhere yet. <laughs> the time is now, bro. <laughs> I'm going to settle on them on them third. Third. Okay. Yeah, I know it's very difficult. I'm looking at these teams, and not only are they really even, they all have some different approach to the game. Like the, the Bay Stars had last year been a you know big home run team, even though they hit a bunch of home runs and didn't score a lot. But yeah, I'm looking at them this year and, you know, you look at Tsutsugo's numbers from last season, he hit 274 with 29 homers and 79 RBIs. I think they can replace his production, his on the field production. Those numbers are not that they're, they're replaceable. They're doable. It's not like he hit 330 with, you know, 30 somewhat home runs and 100 plus RBIs. Um, the pitching, the starting pitching, the, the middle relief, the setup guys, I I'm looking and I just I don't see championship caliber everywhere i see a lot of questions and i've always often questioned their defense um you know jose lopez is a guy who has played really really well and as trevor mentioned he we did see some slippage and you know you don't get better as as we all age as, like i said I, I like distance running trevor so i i don't get an injury and and then recover i collect injuries along along the way like a girl picking posies in a in a meadow somewhere. Um, so I don't think he gets better than he was last year. He might just be healthier, but I saw him with injuries. And uh, again, you, you don't get over them so much as you just deal with them. You learn to manage them and they've had some depth issues. And yes, they brought in some guys. I think like Tyler Austin, he had the great uh, early spring season, but we don't know what he's going to do in the regular season. And you know, I look at this team, you've got the players, you've got a manager who's going to use everything in his uh, power to, to make the best of what he has. But I do not see a championship team. Um, I still have questions up the middle on the infield. And as we know, Yamato is a really good fielder, but he, he getting up there, he and Lopez is, are getting up there. They're on the infield. Soto is not young. He's on the, He's probably going to be on the infield. Um, Miyazaki's not that young. He's going to be on the infield. I just, I just see a lot of issues. They might be able to hit around them, but uh, I, I'm not sure that this bullpen can get them to the playoffs. I, I, I don't think the defense can get to them, get them to the playoffs. And I've got mm -hmm. them finishing in fourth place. All right, next is Trevor and the Tigers. 
All right. Uh, well, let's start with the expected rotation for 2020. So the opening day starter is going to be Yuki Nishi. And then following him are a couple of guys that had experience last year, Haruto Takahashi and Koyo Aoyagi. The order hasn't been decided, by the way. And then behind right. them, it's looking right now like Joe Gunkel, will, uh, newcomer, uh, will be in the rotation on opening day because uh, Onelki Garcia is hurt. Um, Takumi Akiyama and Yuta My Iwasada. Guy. <laughs> uh, probably those six. And then, uh, of course, uh, I can't uh, leave out uh, the F word, pardon my language, but Fujinami uh, is always uh, a candidate as well. <laughs> the Indeed. F word. I know. F-bomb. This early in the morning on Saturday. Yeah, forgive we'll me. Let it go. We'll let it go. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, as we don't have any beeping <laughs> on JVW, we do not have a beeper. Excellent. Well, children, children uh, this is a post-warning, plug your ears. Okay, <laughs> so key additions. Um, we've got, uh, in addition to Joe Gunkel, we've got a, couple, a few more imports that uh, could have an impact, those being Justin Bohr, uh, who played in Miami, as well as uh, with the Angels. Uh, we've got Jerry Sands, who was the RBI King in Korea last year. And then uh, John Edwards, a reliever who I think came out of the Indians organization or was last with the Indians. So those are the three guys that are looking to make an impact. Um, for roster hits, we've got a couple of uh, key retirements slash uh, shoves out the door in uh, <laughs> Randy Messenger, Takashi Toritani, and then a couple of guys that are trying to make a return to the majors, Pierce Johnson and Rafael Dolis. Hmm. So uh, all, all pretty big yeah. names. All yeah. of whom we, we had, uh, except for, I guess we didn't get Randy last year, but we talked to Pierce and we had Rafael on, on the show last year. Yeah. Yeah, we're good guys. guys. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to miss them for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, as for the outlook, I think, uh, you know, they're looking to build on their momentum from last year when they made the jump from sixth into third. And in the central, that's not saying too much, I suppose, but still. It, it is. It is. You got to win those games. Well, well yeah. And, <laughs> and they won and, the last seven of the, of, the, of the regular season to do that, to get in the playoffs. So that was that was awesome. Well, and, and under Yano, I think there, there's just a different feel to this team, a different uh, different mood to the team. And I like what he's done with them, uh, what he did with them in 2019, hoping to build on that. Um, we got a lot of good young pitching and, and a really good bullpen. My concern with them is that they may have been overworked in 2019. And I don't think the same guys are going to be playing the same roles this year, but I think there's still enough depth there. And I think that's going to be one of the Tigers' strengths. It's not that they have any star players or they have an explosive offense, but they have a lot of guys that can that can fill the gaps when there's injuries or when there's slumps, uh, things like that. So uh, last year, we, we came close to having Rookie of the Year in Koji Chikamoto, who's going to continue to lead the team in uh, the speed department. Um, I think Shun Takayama is going to bounce back. Uh, Ryutaro Umeno is probably just a step away from being one of the better catchers in Japan. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, we've got, it seems like we've got no middle. We've got a bunch of old guys and a bunch of young guys. Uh, so the old guys, if they can hang on and produce in 2020, I think this team has got a decent chance to trend upward. Um, and of course, we're looking uh, at Yusuke Oyama to become the leader as well of the team as far as production goes. Mm. Okay. And uh, your prediction? Well, as if I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, root, root, root for the home team. I've got them finishing in first. Um, a couple of factors that may not uh, may or may not play out. This isn't scientific, but uh, this is the Olympic year. And so there is a, a, a an extended Olympic break. And I think what that allows them to do, uh, John, is, uh, as you mentioned, they won their last six to get into the playoffs last year. I I thought, won, yeah, I thought it was seven. It was six and it was eight of their last nine. Um, but anyways, um so what they did through that stretch was uh, they pulled their starters real quick and they leaned hard on the bullpen. And of those six wins, I think five, 
pardon me, four of them were by shoutout. And uh, the other two were very close to being shoutouts as well. So if they can do that heading into the uh, Olympic break, as well as at the end of the season, I think that gives them an advantage over other teams. Because I think as far as depth of pitching, and especially in the bullpen, the Tigers have got it. Um, so again, with no standout team in the uh, central, I think it might end up being another 2015, although I hope that uh, teams finish above 500. But, you know, Yakult proved in 2015, you don't have to be the best team to win the central. So I've got the Tigers. Uh, yeah, there it is. Six in a row. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with some of what you said. And um, I, I love the we. Well, actually, I don't like the we because I don't think you're on the payroll. But I, I said yet. that to Michael Westbay because he's always used we on the show as well. But the Tigers, you know, they were last in runs in the CL last year. They had 538. And that number is really low. And I looked back the past five years and I found that Han Sheen has averaged 540 runs. So, you know, they had two fewer than their average last year. But still made the um, playoffs. So And still made the playoffs. Yeah. And, and the low in this run uh, was 2015 when they had 465. Now, it's difficult to compare them to the other teams in the Central League because of that ballpark. So I don't hold that against them so much. But you look at the uh, the CARP, and the CARP had a, an average of 600-plus, way over 600. So, um the the Kinachika combination combination of those two rookies from last year, uh, Chikamoto and Kinami, uh, I, I really like those guys, and I I thought Chikamoto was the real rookie of the year. I think Jason agreed with me. He he had a better season overall. Uh, I think you know just because some guy hit home runs in a home run park isn't any reason to uh, give him the <laughs> the rookie of the year award. But anyway. Um, you know, this this Tigers team has a really good defense. They they didn't start out that way, but they made adjustments. And, you know, that, that winning streak to reach the playoffs last year, essentially, uh, you know, we did the show last year, Trevor, and uh, I was alone in not picking the carp to finish in the playoffs. And everyone kind of scoffed, but I, I had my best oh, year oh. as a as a predictor. I shouldn't say everyone's golf because Jim was probably asleep when I made my pick. But, um, <laughs> but uh, because the Tigers made uh, made that that push to get into the playoffs, I, I hit on spots one through four last year. It was just luck. I know it. But uh, I saw this team as a playoff team last year, and I see this team as a playoff team this year as well. I think the redundancy of, of getting a guy like Sands to back up just in case – they don't get the production that they expect from Bohr, even if they expect and they get some of that production. But Sands is uh, a, just a different power guy or producer from the right side. Bohr is a left-handed hitter. Uh, I think that that was a, a two good pickups, I think, for them. Hopefully one will really pop for them and help out in the scoring because that's the only thing that can hold this team back. I think when you look at the pitching from top to bottom and all the bullpen guys they bring out, I think they do have the best pitching in the Central League. And if ever there were a team that has simultaneously the potential to win the pennant, but also figure out a way to blow it, it's Hanshin. <laughs> and that. I see much more good than bad, but they always figure out a way not to win. So I'm expecting them to do well, but, but stumbles at some point and finish third. But in the playoffs, Trevor. All right. In the playoffs. I accept. Jason. Same as the base start. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a trend. <laughs> I, I just they've got to they've got to score runs. You know, maybe maybe last year was just exceptionally bad for them. 
But it, it, well, like I said, 2015, they only had four, 465 runs compared to 538 last year. So they've done, they've been worse. They've been, they've been worse. And I, I do agree that in Chico, I voted for Chico Moto as rookie of the year. Because we know what's happening. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was, I'll slightly disagree with Trevor and say that I think Umeno already is one of the better catchers in mm. right now. Yeah, I, I, I um, was gonna. I, I really like. I really like him. I really like him defensively. I really like him offensively. I, I, I just think I think he's really good, and I think he's gonna be good for that pitching staff. I have wanted Oyama to produce for a while because I, you can see that there's some potential there. He just, I don't see just, it. He, Never he get out of his own way. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's mental. I don't know. But scoring runs for for them is really my my bugaboo for that team. Um, I like Yuki Nishi. I like Koyo Aoyagi. I really think Takahashi was better than he was last year. Um, better a lot better than his numbers were last year. I know. I, I was looking at him and like his his batting average on balls and play was like in the upper three hundreds and his his expected um fielding independent pitching was like three fifteen and his actual FIP was two sixty one. Yeah, yeah, I really liked what he did. I was, I kept, I think I said it on the show. He, you know, wins wise, he's not getting the wins, but he's pitching. Yeah, I think, I think he, I think he did really well last year. And I think that if the luck shifts a different way, a ball bounces like two more inches to the left or something, you know, he's, he's winning maybe 10 games or something like that. So I, I expect good things out of him. And I think if they get those three guys going really well, and they just get something from the rest of the rotation, which is which is good, and which is good. And they've got a good bullpen. They've got the F word if he comes back and he's really good. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Trevor. I think it was a very, um, very astute to, to mention the 2015 Swallows because you know, that team they got there on basically their bullpen was just so good although they they did have some offense but their bullpen was so good and it really helped them out and I think the Tigers is starting rotation can really help them out and their bullpen's good so um yeah uh, I have no rhyme or reason I'm gonna pick them first this year wow okay excellent Jim uh, I'm not gonna pick them first you can't you already get the Giants there <laughs> correct I wouldn't have picked them first. I wouldn't have picked them first if they're the only team in the league. I'm joking. Hashtag hi. I do. Okay. What do I like about the Tigers? I do like their pitching. Uh, I don't think, you know, the loss of Randy Messenger is a loss, a historic loss, but yeah. he didn't do anything for him last year. Um, I do love, uh, as everybody knows, that I would, I would marry Kyuji Fujikawa if it was legally feasible because he's just one of my favorite people but sorry john the uh yeah um that 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 was yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know and next you're gonna say and have his baby and then i'm leaving (laughs) well i'm not and and maybe you are but (laughs) but i do i love trevor save me (laughs) i got nothing uh, the things Things that I like, the things that I like about the Tigers is the manager uh, Akihiro Yano, but because he he saves the Tigers from being the Oryx Buffaloes, because that organization okay. has that <laughs> has that tendency to just take mm. talent and almost almost uh, look at it like I don't know. They see the talent, they see the hype, they read the hype, 
and they take the talent and says, you talented guys, go sit in the back of the bus. Yeah, like, what are you exactly. doing? <laughs> I mean, Shun Takayama is, you know, they've got half a dozen guys who can play. And I, I, this is an old, you know, this is an old thing for me, but they've got a bunch of guys who can play, but they can't commit to any of them. And I think the best thing for the Hanshin Tigers, uh, unfortunately, is first of all, one of their, their wonderful players that we haven't heard about is Kosuke Fukudome. Now, if he's healthy, he's still a wonderful player, which just defies, you know, defies logic and, and the laws of physics. But the best thing for the Tigers is eventually when they move on from, from Kosuke Fukudome and Yoshio Itoi. Because these guys are just keeping the Tigers from making decisions about the outfielders. But this is not a new thing. This is a thing the Tigers have been doing really for the last uh, 25 years. So uh, in terms of depth, Rutaro Umeno, uh, I couldn't say uh, say anything more about him. He's just a wonderful player. And as far as Chikamoto being Rookie of the Year, well, yeah. I like uh, uh, Chikamoto as a better all-round player. He's a more he's a vastly more fun player to watch, but yeah, he was not as valuable overall. So take that. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We're talking about the best player, not valuable. Yeah, exactly. Go on, go exactly. On. We're not interested in who's most valuable. We're only interested in who's best. What the ever? Come on. Get it's too early for you to it's We're too never... early for you to be John, John. Careful, no efforts here. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, uh, oh, you Fujinami. <laughs> yeah, speaking of you, uh, and that's what I like about Yano because I think he has a chance to overcome the schoolmaster who was uh, Tomaki Kanemoto. Who, while he, you know, he was good at being really cheerful on the bench as opposed to his demeanor as a player. Uh, really, I think was just too much of the schoolmaster because he had um, young Shintaro. Basically, had a a. Uh, Toshihisa Nishi experience with him and that Toshihisa Nishi was the former second baseman for the Omiuri Giants and he was really really good for Shigo Nagashima and then when they changed managers his career went in the um, you know went in the dumpster and Fujinami basically same thing happened with Kanemoto wasn't happy with the pitcher he was and he just ruined everything that he could do so hopefully that project will be moving forward but the tigers organization always you know opens the door for that and the other thing the last thing is that the tigers have a problem with foreign players <laughs> you know i mean we know this the, the organization cannot do the yakult swallows hiroshima carp let's give them a you know let's give them a month or two and sort sort out their problems they have to right, sort them right, out right, yesterday right. yeah so where do you have i them? have them finishing you know as as much as i having said that Where's my my prediction sheet here? Oh, we're on page. Okay. I don't know. As much as having said that, I'm going to have them finishing fourth, not because I I think they're uh, they're not very good, but because I just don't see them uh, as being particularly lucky this year. Yeah, I, I I figured we'd be all over the place, and we are, but it's it's good. It's good because I think that's the way the Central League is going to work out this year. All right. Next up is the Hiroshima Carp, and that's me. So under rookie skipper. Shinji Sasaoka, who looked old as a pitcher when he was pitching in his final years, and now he looks really, really old as a first-year yeah, manager. Like to see that. <laughs> he yeah. hasn't even started the season. It's going to age him. He's looking haggard. 
<laughs> uh, I think the expected rotation is going to be Daichi Osara, who's going to be the opening day guy. Chris Johnson, Yusuke Nomura, who has an injured right calf in camp, and he's working to get back, but he'll be there at some point. Aren Kuri, uh, Hiroki Tokoda, and then the top pick from last year, Masato Morishita. He's been pitching well uh, in the preseason, but what does that mean, right? Um, Makoto Adua, I think, you know, there's a number of starters and up-and-comers and guys who probably will get some spot starts, but maybe Adua will be out there as well. Um, key additions, they got DJ Johnson, a reliever, the aforementioned Morishita, um, Jose Pirela, <laughs> Pirela. Uh, Claudio, where are you to help me out? Uh, he comes over from the Phillies organization and might end up being a starter or something. I don't know. I, I, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, he's an outfielder, third baseman. Uh, roster hits Kyle Regnold, with whom we spoke on the show last year. Outfielder Masato Akamatsu retired. Um, but they didn't really lose that much in terms of uh, anyone because uh, my man, Yosuke Kikuchi, stayed around um, in part because he got married and... Uh, Blah blah blah. Uh, anyway, the outlook: Seiya Suzuki is one of the one of the league's brightest players, biggest stars. But I say, when I look at the carp, I say, who's on first? Who's on third? Who's catching? Uh, I think they've got issues. Uh, not enough depth. Uh, if one of these guys, one of their key players, gets in, injured and is out for a while, they have guys who can come in and 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 produce a little bit, but they don't have any proven guys who have done it for. Um, an extended period. And they're even giving Shota Dobayashi <laughs> a lot of look uh, this year in, in the spring. Now, I don't know if that's because they want to get rid of him or because they want to prove to themselves that he really can't hit. Um, and uh, no. I don't know, or, or field, they don't really have a place for him. I, I don't know what to do with this team. I, I have so many questions in terms of their, the, you know, the defense up the middle, we assume is going to be good. I like, uh, Kaito Kozono at short. I hope he gets uh, the majority of the playing time. But they're they're looking around, and I don't see any regulars at third. And uh, maybe in parts of the outfield, their guys are they're just shuffling guys in and out. Um, how how the mighty mighty have fallen? I, I'm going to predict that they keep this fall. That they yeah after winning three consecutive Central League titles, they fell out of the playoffs, and I think the fall continues, and they hit their heads on the on the basement floor. Uh, Jim. Oh, actually, I, I like the carp actually quite a bit. I like the pitching quite a bit. Uh, now you said, oh, you can't tell you can't tell from the spring what people are going to do, but I think with pitchers, I, you can see what they've got. You can see, you know, it's it's kind of the the analogy is guys going to the majors. You know, guys who go to the majors can't select the pitches that they're going to hit. They can't select the pitches they're going to see, but they can select the pitches they're going to throw. So when you see a guy. Um, when you see a guy working and when you see the pitches working in the spring and Morishita was not my favorite pitcher of the spring, but I really like the steps that he's gone up since he was in university. I really like what I saw in the spring I've seen from him so far. I think he's going to be one of the guy. I think he's going to be uh, one of the rookies who's going to be, I think he's going to be rookie of the year to be honest, but you know, I know that early but i think Mm. he's going to make a a big contribution and unlike hitters pitchers sometimes uh, rookie pitchers sometimes do make big contributions i do like the carp pitching Mm -hmm. i like the starting pitching quite a lot i think the bullpen um, it's going to go through a few 
uh, a few iterations. Um, I have no idea about Sasoka as a manager, but I think the Carp have had, I think last year was a bit of a collapse. I mean, they had just a, just sort of everything that could go wrong did go wrong. They lost, you know, they had the, the great start from Xavier Batista, and now that Xavier Batista is gone. And yep. jobless, so, yes. Uh, yeah, Seiya Suzuki, I think, can still take it. This is a guy who, who will could possibly be better than he was yes last year and I think right now he's probably the best player in Japan. I do like the young kids. I like their uh their second draft pick as well and I like uh, Kaito Kozono, I like uh, Abe and I like Nishikawa, the guys who could play third base, you know, fall fall out of bed and play third base. So, sure. Uh I have not seen Pirella yet, um but I like the carp. I'm going to have them finish second again, not because they're that much better, but more because they're not that much worse. I mean, I don't see them as a sixth place team. Okay. And after that, they're all the same. Okay. Jason. Yeah. Um, I've actually, I've had to kind of box myself into a corner here because I actually like the carp. Um, actually, um, <laughs> punch out. Yeah. Punch out I, 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 I actually like the carp. <laughs> I think last year was a bit of a aberration. I think, they're also, um, as far as the Carp were the team that were like caught and passed and beaten more than I think only the Swallows had more teams come from behind and beat them. I think the Carp's bullpen just sort of collapsed last year in on itself. I think it wasn't Nakazaki hurt or something, but maybe you know, it's Nakazaki. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to be hurt. That's that. mean. <laughs> well, I mean, he just was not effective, and then. Uh, when he wasn't out there, he was just as effective. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're you know they they lost a lot of games late in games, which they're going to have to figure that out to to um hmm. to be better this year. But you know, I think Seiya Suzuki's one of the really really bright best players in this in the league. You know, Roman Nishikawa had a pretty good year. I'm not sure about Matsuyama. I don't know if his that the jump back that he took last year is because of his age or because he just had an off year. So that, you know, that's, that's a question mark. Um, they've got Kozono and Tanaka and, you know, one of those guys is going to end up playing in the, in the field somewhere and Ryusuke Kikuchi coming back helps. So I, I like the cart offensively and they scored a lot. Of, they scored decent amount of runs last year, 591. And I like their pitching too. Um, I like the first two pitchers. I think Nomura is dependable. Um, so, when I actually print this in the newspaper, they might be third, but for right now, I'm thinking fourth. <laughs> but, um, I feel you, man. I feel you. I, I, actually, I actually like the card, but I, I, I think. I'm falling over dead. I heard Trevor say, I like the card. <laughs> Trevor hasn't said anything yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. It was yeah. the mic. It, it, it sounded the same. Oh, goodness me. I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why. I have, that's why I have the near heart failure. And actually, it has nothing to do with the talent on the field. It's just the fact that uh, they humiliated the Tigers so badly, especially during that three-year run. Um, as far as the product on the field, they actually are a very exciting team, and they do have uh, a lot of good contributors. Um, you guys have gushed about Seiya Suzuki, and I'm not going to disagree with that. I do think he is the best uh, hitter in Japanese baseball. But my concern is now with Batista gone for the whole year, um, 
who is going to protect Suzuki in the lineup? I don't really see a lot of good secondary hitting. Like a lot of these guys that you mentioned are kind of middling talent um, as far as the offensive production. Like Nishikawa is good. Abe is good. Um, Kikuchi is good, but they're not really protection for Suzuki. And yeah, they're not scary. They don't, you know, people know how to pitch to them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Their, their starting rotation is quite strong. And I think that is going to uh, carry them uh, to a decent finish. Um, Hanshin really backdoored into the playoffs last year. And it was partly because the carp collapsed at the end as well. Um, The carp had a couple of chances to put the tigers away and couldn't do it. I really think that uh, they've got a chance at the playoffs and uh, with, with a couple of asterisks, I've got them in third place. <laughs> okay, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously the carp have talent. I, but I'm thinking about the long haul and that's why I said depth is going to be important. And, you know, you get a couple injuries, you know, not everybody's going to be able to play every day and a couple injuries and, you know, we're looking at something else. Okay. Uh, next up is the the Dragons, and uh, that's my team, so I'm going to be doing that one. Um, expected rotation, Yudai Ono, I think he's already gotten the opening day uh, nod. Yuya Yanagita, Shinnosuke Ogasawara. Uh, any Romero, I had him on here, but he it's suffered some kind of injury. I think it's shoulder, and he has gone back west. I don't know if he's gone to the States or where he has gone. He might not pitch again this season. Um, but... Uh, they have other guys, although he won eight games for them, I believe, last year. So um, that's a hit. Uh, Kodai Umetsu, uh, the little tiny Takumi Yamamoto, he might be in the rotation now that Romero is out. Kazuki mm-hmm. Yoshimi is going to be there, and our old buddy, Mr. Perfect Daisuke Ooh. Yamai, will probably get some spot starts now. <laughs> that's uh, a Y word. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their roster additions, uh, the high school star Takaya Ishikawa, uh, and they also picked up Moises Sierra, uh, uh, outfielder, who is a big prospect for Toronto a long time ago and has hit in the Mexican League and the Dominican League really well. But he's a um, developmental player uh, for the for the Dragons, and uh, he might have a shot at some point during the season. And Luis Gonzalez. And the roster hits the biggest one, uh, Jolie Rodriguez, their left-handed uh, relief ace they brought out whenever they needed some outs <laughs> last year. Uh, that's a big hit for them. Uh, and then the mascot, Daisuke Matsudaka, going to the save the Lions. I, th- I don't think that that's a roster hit, but it's a, it certainly was a, it's a, a hit on the uh, gate money. The outlook, I think, other than the Giants and maybe the Tigers, I think the, ja- the Dragons actually can piece together a challenging rotation, and that gives them a chance to win every day. You know, you don't have this back end of the rotation situation where you're trying to just get guys out there and get through the games. I think they have legitimate pitchers who can who can uh, be expected to go six to eight innings at the back of the rotation. Um, uh, the Dragons actually led the league last year in saves, and they had the fewest hits allowed overall, and and allowed the or and they committed the fewest errors. And this team lost 27 one-run games last year, which means. They just weren't able to get over the hump in a lot of situations, but they were really competitive. And I've always said on the show before, you don't always see improvement in the win-loss column. Sometimes you just see improvement in teams being able to compete, whereas before they weren't competing. And so the fact that this team was able to compete, and they had, I think they were second in holds with 124 right behind Hanshin. I think they can pitch. And they can pitch out of the bullpen, even though they had their share of bullpen problems last year. So 
you look at Toshiki Abe, who played second, uh, had a breakout year. You got Zoilo Almonte, who's never really been healthy. So there's always a place for somebody to, to come in and, and play in left field. And, and I shouldn't say always a place, but there seems to often be a place with him. He's already injured. He's not... <laughs> He's not even practicing with the top team. I don't even know if he's practicing at all. But I, I actually think that the you know if this kid Sierra pops for them and uh, they get the production that they they expect to get uh, in terms of playing defense and being solid uh, on the mound, I think they're going to compete every night. And you know you get an opportunity to produce in this league and keep the games close. I think after losing a bunch of games last year by one run, I can see them winning a bunch of games by one run this year. So um, there's always a surprise, some team that we don't see coming in in one of the leagues. And I think this is the team that we don't see coming in the Central League. And I'm going to have them finish second. Okay, um, Jason. I think the Dragons are a team with a, a bright future and a sort of not as bright present. Um, I, I think they, you know, I like their pitching, um, um, and I'm so I'm really interested to see the growth of what they do with um, I think Shinosuke Ogasawara and you mentioned Umetsu and Yamamoto. I think those three guys are kind of kind of be the key for them moving forward. And also not to forget Ono and Yanagi, who are there in the present. And I yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I actually like their pitching, and they were really good defensively last year. Um, and I do think this is a team that, for me, as soon as next year, they're going to really, really, really be in the mix. I don't necessarily see them in the mix this year because I'm, I don't know like where they're going to score the runs that they need. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't get this in, but they, they actually led the Central yeah, and they were, hitting last They were last they in runs, so. OPS. Or no, they were fifth in runs and fifth in OPS. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, <laughs> you know where – change for them this year um maybe it does and and if it does then yeah they're absolutely i think are going to make the playoffs because i think their their pitching staff is that what that good enough that if they can turn some of those hits in the runs they're going to make the playoffs i don't necessarily see them doing that so i pick them to finish fifth uh okay. i have Jim. dragons finishing last and it's not again not because i you don't like the dragons not kidding <laughs> I kid. We kid because, because, because you can't because it's your show. Okay. Now, uh, <laughs> the Dragons, I completely disagree with the quality of their pitching last year. Uh, it was atrocious. The, the, <laughs> as, as is usually the case, the Dragons pitching looks better than it is because of Nagoya Dome. Their defense and their defense is good, and I, and I won't take away from the defense. Uh, I do love Dion Viciedo. They have issues. I think when you're when the best part of your season is a 30 year old second baseman that even his teammates don't know, that's kind of a problem. The biggest right. problem, however, <laughs> is the Dragons' belief that because the organizational belief that because they play in Nagoya Dome, they don't need uh, they don't need guys who hit home runs. And I think uh, Takai Ishikawa is going to be a solution to that, uh, probably some, probably from 2021. I think Shuhei Takahashi is a terrific player. I think that was a big uh, problem, a big issue for them losing him last year for so much time. They have essentially a bunch of guys on this team. Uh, uh, they have some young players who are sort of second-rate Yohei Oshima replacements. 
you know, and they're mm-hmm. they're approaching their their rebuilding process sort of like the Yakult swallows. Let's see if we can get ten guys who can get on base a little bit and run a little bit and almost throw and kind of hit, then we should be a good team. You know, like they're going to go on eBay and sell them for something valuable or something. But the dragons just don't really have, they don't have the resources to, uh, they don't have the resources to keep up in the developmental um, arms race, which is where the Hiroshima carp have a huge edge uh, over a lot of the central league teams. Uh, They can't just build, bring in the next guy from the Dominican Republic in the middle of the season. Uh, so the the dragons are really they also can't afford anybody any sort of players of of real quality right now. They just don't have the money. Uh, so I don't really see them as improving. I do like a lot of the dragons players. Having said that, I do love Shuhei Takahashi. I, I do love Yota Kyoto, but they're they're not they're not going to be the best player. So anyway, okay. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Okay, right. so you got him finishing. Last. That's that. Um, but the pitching, I do like individual pitchers, but I don't see the the pitching as being a, a big thing, and so I see him last. Okay, well, uh, a lot of interesting opinions and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, variation in that. Um, I obviously, I think you know they've got a, a good defense, and uh, good defense wins games for sure. Um, but without offense, the good defense can only prevent runs and. Uh, as has been mentioned, and I know this is the case with the Tigers too, the offensive, offensive production is lacking, and I don't really see that they brought anybody in that is going to fill that gap, even potentially. Um, some of their better players are, you know, either at the end of their primes or even starting, you know, going to start to slow down. Guys like Oshima, uh, whose defense is getting, you know, his range is getting a little bit uh, narrower. His arm is not uh, what it once was. Um, Diosuke Hirata, yeah, right. Yosuke uh, Hirata yeah. also is getting a little bit up there in age, just to the point where he's not too old, but he's not going to get better, I don't think. Um, so I think they're a couple of years away from being a perennial uh, playoff team. Uh, Akira Neo and uh, Takaya Ishikawa are going to make sure that they've got uh, decent offense and uh, ho- you know hopefully some good defense uh, you know to back that up as well. But right now, I don't think that they're quite there. And especially, I think the injury uh, to Romero is the one thing. That was one of the asterisks that uh, had me drop them into fourth place. All right, next up, okay. the Swallows, Jim. Um, all right, the uh, starting okay. rotation, right. is, uh, although uh, Masanori Ishikawa is going to be the uh, the... I got, oh, he's going to be a museum piece. They're going to make, try to make him to be the oldest opening day starter in the history of the world. Uh, the oldest <laughs> and the shortest. And uh, Yasuhiro Ogawa will, will be the number two short guy in the Swallows' uh, starting rotation. Uh, now, having said that, uh, the guys I do like are Hirotoshi Takanashi, who took a, a huge step last year with the Swallows. And Keiji Takahashi, who I like, but his stuff, I love his stuff, but I have to think, at some point, uh, you know, one of these Transformers is going to want some of their spare parts back because his his, uh, his, rota- his motion is just wild. I yeah. think he's going to blow a blow a, an O-ring or something, and, and you know, you're yeah, going to see his left arm out in, in right field. It's something. It's a wild. I love it. Uh, yes. Albert Suarez is going to be probably be the other starting pitcher in that in that group. 
Now, the new additions for the Yakult Swallows uh, is another possible starting pitcher who is uh, Gabriel Inoa. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other new additions, they've got an infielder. They've got a guy who can play on the left side of the infield, Alcides Escobar. They have a reliever, Matt Cook. Yasunobu Okugawa, their first round draft choice, who was really the... The, along with Takai Ishikawa, the most popular guy in last year's draft. He's one of the three rookie the three rookie pitchers, I think, who's going to have an impact this year. Of course, having an impact with the Swallows is not the same as having an impact with a real baseball team. But Hashtag hi. Uh, the Whoa. other... Okay. okay right. uh, <laughs> having said that, they've lost uh, Vladimir <laughs> Ballantine, who was a, a, a fairly good offensive. He was, the, I think, their third... Their, second or third best offensive performer last year uh, with the pitcher David Buchanan and pitcher David Huff, who were both fairly useful. So what do I like Mm -hmm. about the Swallows right now? uh, Their defense was, was really, really bad. And when people talk about the 2015 Swallows, what they overlook is the fact that their defense that year was really, really good. Uh, they brought in guys. They brought in somebody like Alcides Escobar, who made a huge impact on a young Tetsuto Yamada. Uh, they brought in uh, Keiji Obiki. And so Alcides Escobar could be that guy. I don't see him as the hitter, but he could be the guy to turn the defense around. Now, the guy you uh, you probably don't know about is uh, Yasutaka Shiomi, an outfielder. He's Probably going to take, but he's again, he's, he's the guy I was referencing in the dragons comment. He's basically Yohei Oshima, Mm. which is a good player, but he ain't never going to be the best player in the league. Munitaka Murakami. So he's hurt and he's out and he's just restored. He's doing his spring training. This is a guy I love. I think he's going to be, he's never going to be a good fielder. So he's never going to be a really exciting player like Chikamoto, who is an exciting player and who I do love. But he's probably always going to be a more valuable player than him just because of the home runs. And so you can say, oh, he didn't hit him and he hit him at Jingu. But that's just, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah, 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 we've heard it before. It's more than here because John's got that record and it's broken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never yeah. mind that he exactly can't he hit enough home okay. runs. All right. Yeah, Bingo. go ahead. It makes up for all the runs you allow. Keep okay, it up. Go ahead. <laughs> so where you got them finished? You, you've only got you've only got one slot. I've only the, got for the swallows. So for the swallows, and that is fifth. Yep. Okay. Last place. Trevor. That's all I got left too. Uh, so um, I I don't really think they've got much of a pitching staff. Uh, Okugawa is a good pickup, and uh, down the road he will be a huge uh, addition. Uh, to that rotation, but right now I don't think that he can save uh, the mess that they have there. And uh, I think with Ballantine lost, um, I, does Murakami provide the protection that Yamada needs in the lineup? Um, I was reading a column. Um, I think that Jason might have tweeted out about how Ballantine's presence allowed for Yamada to steal a lot of bases as well, uh, right. just because of his where he stands in the batter's box and all that kind of stuff contributes to Yamada getting just that extra step that he needs. Um, Who's going to do it this year? And is Yamada going to be as effective without Ballantine? So not only losing Ballantine, but also maybe a slight downgrade on how Yamada plays uh, this season, at least offensively. So I, I really, I don't know. I mean, they're going to win some games on their offense. They're going to lose a lot of games on their pitching. Last place. Well, I'm also okay. Jason. only have one place left. So I'm picking the Swallow to finish 
in last place, so I should also be the first to congratulate them on winning the pennant for the eighth time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, be some humor I, I, when you say that. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't see a whole lot. I guess if I were someone who had like season tickets to the Swallows, I would really hope that at some point I get to see um, Yasunobu Okugawa, Jiri Hara, and Keiji Takahashi all pitching and seeing how they're going to do and maybe, you know, looking at those guys. Because those are, you know, although we don't know what Okugawa is going to be, but the other two have shown some promise. And I think Hara, if he's healthy, he's actually pretty pretty good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I think he's, yeah, I like he's, him. Um, Murakami, yeah, he, he's a big you know, he's, he's really, he was really boomer bust last year. I mean, he hit a bunch of home runs. He also struck out 100, 100 what, 84 times, something like that. And I don't, I don't remember him too. Like any more than you did. His way, but anyway. <laughs> he's a nice player. I, I mean, he's more than a nice player. He's a good player. Um, uh, to be fair, I didn't think he's him as a, a good hitter. But, good hit. yeah, he's a good player, a good hitter, a good home run hitter. Um, they've got Hiroka, Nakayama. I don't know who's gonna, there's, they don't have anybody, I think, on the roster who's going to replace what Valentin did for them. And even if you have Murakami, he was there last year. So they don't they didn't bring in anyone who's going to replace um, what Valentin gave them. Um, so, uh, you know, Escobar is a nice pickup to maybe help prevent some runs. but And they really need help preventing runs because they gave up a ton. And I think that's going to just hold them down this year. And I uh, I just see them finishing in last place. Yeah, I think uh, the the pickup of Motohiro Shima, the catcher from Rockton, I think that was also a, a nice pickup for them. Gives them a little bit of depth there. And I think they're going to be better than last year. And they've got a rookie manager as well in, in Takatsu. But, um, yeah, you know, it's like the day after a typhoon when it's only raining hard. I don't see them, <laughs> you know, it's better than it was, but it's not, it's still not good. It's still raining. And, yeah, I think Escobar is going to make a big impact uh, on the infield and help them compete better. And, uh, you know, this is a team that finished way out of, you know, when they finish last, they really go for it. You know, they don't, they don't just finish last. Okay. They just, they're just really bad. And so, like I said earlier, improvement doesn't always uh, manifest itself in the, in the form of wins. You're just competing better on a daily basis. And I, I see them competing a lot better and, causing a lot of problems for teams that are going to finish in the playoffs, but I have them finishing fifth um, just on the basic, basically on the improvement because I think they're going to be a worse uh, offensive team, but maybe a better uh, run preventing team all around, maybe better on the their, mound. Maybe, their defense maybe better was so bad last year that um, it's, it's place. like, I, I right. just obscured everything. It just blotted out the sun. <laughs> like little leaguers sometimes out there. It was really bad. It was really bad. All right. Well, um, it looks like most of us have our top three are very similar in that the Tigers, Giants and uh, either Bay Stars or Dragons are up there. And we've got uh, one for the Carp in third place. But um, most of us, well, we got a Carp in second place with Jim. But, um, yeah, it's all over the place. And I I really think that that's going to be what we see in the, in the central league this year, just a lot of any, any given, yeah. any given day, yeah. you know, anybody, you know, second year Tigers managers have this trend of fun. finishing in second place in the second year of their managing the last couple. We're first. We're first. Yeah. I like the Tigers. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, you know, the one to finish first was the guy who finished second right. the first oh, year. So, 
No, actually, Hoshino and Okada both finished fourth in their first year, and then they got they got the pennant. Image, yeah, yeah. That's the thing is that I, you know, is I'm getting old, but I do I remember how much better the fourth place Tigers were, and how close they were, how much they were actually a competitive team that year compared to uh, how they had been under Nomura. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Trevor, it was really uh, an absolute pleasure to have you join yes, us. And thank yes, you very yes. much for your insight. Yeah, no problem. Tigers. It was fun. Thank you for waking up early. Uh, Jason, mm. thank you as well. I know you're very busy and I appreciate you getting up early and, and hanging out with us to do this. Um, next week, we're going to have an, a, another, uh, actually two bloggers uh, join us to help out with uh, the Pacific League prediction show. Or Anyone who has a question, um, I don't know that we'll get to the next week, but... Uh, Please send them to us via Twitter at JBW Podcast with the hashtag High Heat. Send questions to email at yakyujohn at gmail.com. You can also go to our Facebook page and leave us a comment there. Look for us on iTunes and other places. We will talk to you next week with the Pacific League Prediction Show. See you after the typhoon. Enjoy your preseason.